Okay, guys, welcome um, back to the second episode of the Finnoa Forward Coaching Podcast. Um, I have a lovely, lovely guest with me today, which I'm very, very excited. Um, the conversation we're going to have, I'm very excited to have because I feel like it's just going to be, it's just going to be really relevant to a lot of people at the moment going into Christmas period. So, Rachel Smith, I'm going to just ask you to introduce yourself a little bit. I'm not going to have make any assumptions about the people listening. We actually had a lot of downloads last week from new people. So, Rachel, you might just give a, like a brief introduction to you, what you do and your role within our coaching. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks a million, Mike. It's uh, absolutely super to be here tonight. So I work as a life and business coach. I work um, with clients on a one-to-one -one basis and I just help anybody who's feeling stuck, people who are at a crossroads, they maybe need help making a decision. And it really, coaching is really for um, all types of people, but people who want change. I think that's the most important thing. People who are fed up of life as it is and they want to change and they need help to move forward. I also host events and workshops and I've appeared on podcasts and radio. And also my role then within um, Mike's group is, is that I'm the mindset coach. So I deliver workshops once a month and then I'm also the cheerleader in the group sending um, podcasts and posts and just getting people to think of um, you know, things in a different way, whether it's to do with habits or mindset or confidence, self-belief. So um, I absolutely love being part of the group and it's brilliant to be here tonight, Mike. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, great to uh, have you here, as I said. Um, so look, we, I guess I, I just want to put the frame on this first of all, because I think it'll be great to kind of um, delve into just different areas, guys. So Last week we talked a little bit about the Christmas period coming up to it, and like 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 Rachel said, she 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 deals with a lot of like the mindset stuff, and uh, lifestyle stuff, self care stuff within our group, um, and with her own clients, right? And I suppose what we want to kind of connect today is that plus the physical stuff because it's very very hard to detach them things. Um, a lot of people think you know it's it's very it's there's two different things, but it's not because they affect each other so 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 much. And during the Christmas period, I know a lot of people are getting a little bit stressed right now. Um, a lot of people are probably feeling anxious if they have, you know, obviously I got some results throughout the year. I might be just feeling anxious in general because they might be feeling their best and going into the Christmas period can always be stressful for so many different re reasons, mainly from high expectations we have because of it. So I suppose what I want to go into today with you, Rachel, and we can kind of just have a back and forward about this. I just want to start with like your perspective on this. And I suppose obviously working with a lot of people individually, you probably get a lot of this, like in terms of like stress and just anxiety coming into Christmas period. What are you seeing at the moment? And I suppose what would be the biggest kind of um, advice you give people around this time of year? Um, yeah, there's like, there's so much pressure and stress around this side of the year. And it's amazing that I, you know, in my head, the, the stresses that I would have thought about Christmas, you know, they would have been only relative to me. But now that I coach people, I realize the stress comes from potentially um, being in a relationship where their partner drinks too much alcohol, being around families that they're being guilted into attending every event and um, getting into Chris Kindles where people have to spend like up to 100 euro buying something for siblings. Um, then, you know, the pressure to I was talking to a girl recently and she said that she had ordered her 11th outfit for the Christmas party and she sent it back because it wasn't right <laughs> and when I heard that I said oh my god you know like the pressure what is this all about and it really is about asking yourself what is this all about well I work as also as a primary school teacher and after um, Christmas I always ask the boys and girls what are the most important things or what did you enjoy most over Christmas and they'll say things like we walked on the beach and it was raining on Christmas day 
um, the day that mom was supposed to make the dinner, we end up getting a pizza instead, sitting on the movies, not getting dressed all day. It's never, ever, you never hear about the toys. You might hear a little bit, but it's never about the material stuff. It's never about the big fancy day. And I mean, even, you know, I've got three boys of my own and you're looking at this experience and that experience and they're all in the hundreds of euro by the time you book. So it's the pressure to keep up with the Joneses. It's seeing different people's, the lights outside their house and it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger but really what I feel that helps me is is what is important to me and I decided this year that the word that is important to me this year is connection so that's what I would ask everybody to think about what is your intention for Christmas is it connection is it um uh like maybe having people over like having a, a big you know the table and everyone is gathering around the table and having the chats is it getting out in nature and going for these lovely walks that you can't do because you're in work is it spending time with your kids is it actually getting a break from everybody and doing things on your own is it maybe taking a trip down the country or maybe it's looking forward to 2024 what is it that's important to you because I certainly know when I didn't know who Rachel was I was trying to do what Mike wanted to do and what Mary wanted to do and what John wanted to do. And what happened was, was that everybody else was fulfilled, but I was completely stressed, completely overwhelmed, spending money that I work hard to earn. I take time away from my kids, earning this money to spend it on things that I didn't even want or I didn't even need to keep up with people that I didn't even like, <laughs> mm. you know? So it's just this kind of crazy um, sort of a rat race. And now what I've done is, is that I've stepped away and I love just like saying no to all the things that I used to say yes to. Like when we were kids, my mom, um, she would have bought us all Christmas clothes and Stephen's to stay clothes. So when my kids were young, it was always like, you have to get them a new outfit. You have to get them brand new shoes. You have to get them a new Christmas coat. And now I'm like, they're not getting any of that stuff. They'll just wear whatever's there. They'll wear a Christmas jumper. They're not going anywhere. And is a change in my experience of Christmas? No, it's it's reducing my experience or my, my stress. It's tuning into what's important to me amazing amazing i have so many things i want to go into there and i just like uh, my my mind is going every different way um but it, I, I think just just the biggest point that i took from that was understanding what you actually want to get from christmas as opposed to what you perceive you should want to get from christmas and it, again it was like expectations put on us so i think that's brilliant rachel and for just 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 what, what Rachel actually did within our group last week, guys, it was brilliant. She just put in a post and asked people to put their one word in that they want to represent their Christmas this year. And I thought it was really good because it was very simple to kind of think about that and actually break it down. And I think it really gives you a, like a, an idea of what your true values are. And the point you made around your your kids, Rachel, and the kids in the classroom, I think is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I, I've spent the last two weeks with all the clients within our program really 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 emphasizing this point of the kids won't remember the toys like if, if the kids after school go back to school don't even remember the, they don't even talk about the toys from christmas then like what would the kids in, in five six seven ten years time like what will they be talking about Do you know they won't be talking about that they'll be talking about their experiences so i think it's just so it's so amazing if we could be the leaders in terms of putting values on our kids Do you know why can't we change the the way they're thinking about it and i know it can be hard and like this is easy for us to say sometimes because Obviously, like you said, there's everyone like you're 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 competing with as such with, with everyone else, and then it's hard when the kids want stuff and then they feel maybe left out if they're not getting the same things as other people. But it's like it's it's really really trying to kind of I suppose 
put put really like solid values on them so that they actually feel better and and actually like look back in time and say you know i'm so happy my mom taught that way you know i'm so happy she actually put that on me because i i really took a lot from that and even in the moment it can it can be quite hard so i think that is absolutely brilliant the, the word i actually put into the group was was presence um so just be present with with the moment so connection i think is quite is quite similar there and that like you when when you're connected because sometimes sometimes being present people just think I'm there, but a lot of the times it's actually there's stress and there's they're not acting the way they want to act. And then, like you said, it can actually turn to make ne- negative behaviors like the drinking. So for some people are whatever that might be. So I think that's really brilliant. I, I genuinely do. And I think if, if we can even just take that from this whole podcast, it's like, how can we start to just even change how we're acting a little bit in accordance with our values, as opposed to acting maybe how we previously would have acted, which maybe didn't align as much. Um, so amazing. In terms of, in terms of the Christmas period, like again, it, it's fantastic seeing the stuff, Rachel, and I truly believe it. Like, how do you, how do you help your clients to kind of, I suppose, switch that mindset when they're in it? Because you know, it's easy to talk about it now, and when you take a step back from it, but it's already starting to get busy, and everyone's already all over the place with things. So, how can you just ground them a little bit and help them to kind of just take a step back from it? Well, again, it is. I mean, it's that sense of when you said that that word presence. I mean, what came to my mind there was I absolutely love a sing song, right? And if we're ever sitting around a table somewhere, I'll bang out black is the color. <laughs> Hold me back. But it's something that I really, really enjoy. And over the years, I was going to a lot of my friends' weddings and I would really, really look forward to the sing song. So I'd be wishing away the drinks and, and wishing away the speeches and all this. And I'd be saying, oh, I can't wait. And I was not present during the day. And then it would come to like two o'clock in the morning and we're all sitting there and I'm ready to belt out a song and then everybody goes to bed. And I'm like, what? I mean, I've been waiting all day for this. I haven't really tuned in. And it's the same with Christmas. It's we can look forward to the things that we think are big. And what's happening is we're missing all the other little drops in between. And it's like a couple of weeks ago, I said to my kids, come on, we'll go into Dublin Castle. I got their leave cards. We went into town and we went into the Christmas markets and we were a week early. So when we got in there, they were like putting together the cabins. Now, I could have been really, really stressed about it. I could have argued with the kids because if they started complaining, I could have been going on at them. There was so many things that could have happened. I could have just went home and, you know, in a big sort of a huff. Instead, I said, come on, we went to Dublin Castle and then we rambled around and looked at the lights and then we went in for something to eat. And then they went into Auntie Nelly's. It's an old fashioned sweet shop and they got a tenner each and they absolutely knocked themselves out on sugar. And it was an absolutely magic day. It wasn't overly expensive. But that, in a sense, is just going with the flow. Like, that's what I would say to anybody. Go with the flow. But also recognizing that around Christmas time, we're around family members. We're around family members that trigger us, Mm -hmm. that stress us out, whether it's passive aggressive comments. Maybe Auntie Joan drinks too much alcohol. Maybe Uncle Johnny has too much to say. We're around these people. So just having that intention when you're going into those situations how best can I show up you know here who are the people that I'm going to sit with and talk to where are my boundaries I don't have to say yes to everything that's going on what are the things that I want to say yes to and what are the things that I want to say no because every time we say no to something we're saying yes to something else so we may be saying yes to the fifth family get together over Christmas but then I'm saying yes to myself and just having a night in to watch the telly and, you know, connect with my partner or just be on my own. So it's OK. Give yourself permission to make choices for you. And you don't just have to fall blindly into everything that's going on. 
And and also as well, I think what knocks us out is our routine. So certainly I know over the years over Christmas, I would literally have alcohol every single day. I would have like turkey sandwiches, my stomach. Um, when I eat bread, my stomach gets really, really bloated. So I'm eating turkey sandwiches. I'm having, you know, a Bailey's or a glass of wine. And then as the days go on, I get groggier. I get crankier. I'm getting up. I'm going to bed later. I'm getting up later. And I'm feeling like crap, to be quite honest. And, you know, it's our, my routine is completely gone. The, the meditations are gone in the morning. The walks are completely gone. So I would say have anchors throughout your Christmas, whether it's saying to yourself, OK, I'm going to let myself indulge, but I'm going to hold on to having a healthy lunch every day or I'm going to have a healthy breakfast or I'm going to try if I'm not going out tonight, I'm going to try and get to bed at a decent time because I know I've got a big day. So looking at your week and trying to. To, to dot these things because in this group we've learned so much we know what makes us feel good and we know what makes us feel bad and ultimately we can do whatever we want but we're the ones that have to pay with the consequences and it's a simple example of this is, is that if I have two coffees if I have more than two coffees in a day I'll start to feel sick I'll start to feel nauseous I'll start to feel a little bit anxious and I know that that's the coffee I can have 10 coffees if I want right I can overindulge but I know the effect that it'll have on me. So knowing your body, trusting that you know what's right for you. Indulge, absolutely indulge, but indulge with intention. It's like, I'm going to eat this Romantica, you know, because I absolutely love it. But you know what? I'm not going to eat the three bags of crisps because I did the other day and it just made me feel awful. So doing everything with intention, doing it consciously instead of just, you know, by like the 28th of December, just feeling awful and not enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Such such great points there. And I actually gave the talk last Thursday to, to our group and I mentioned the exact same things about about the anchors. Um just bring it back to the present thing. I think I think it's I think it's so true what you said there, Rachel, right? It's like we go in with great intentions and about being present and everything, and then you get triggered by the family members, the stresses you're saying yes to everything, and then you're kind of caught up in it and you don't feel strong in yourself. And what what I always the way I look at presence now, I used to think of it before as kind of like just try to get, you know. I suppose, aware of moments and stay in the moments, right? And, and consciously think about them. I, I think for me, that never actually really worked, if I'm being honest. It was me kind of forcing trying to stay present. It's like in my head, it's like, oh, I need to stay present. But by actually doing that, I wasn't being present. So for me, it's, it's kind of more of a doing more things that are actually aligned with what, what I want to do. And actually, if you're truly present, I, in my opinion, I feel like it's, you don't even think about it. It's, it's like flow, which is like, you're like, it's like last couple of weeks for me, I've been very present because I, I just feel like I've been very connected with whatever I've been doing. But then I kind of took a step back and was like, whoa, okay, what have I been doing? Because that was like such a great couple of weeks. And I haven't thought about how do I lift my energy? I haven't thought about how do I feel better? I haven't thought about things. It was just happening automatically. And I suppose the point I'm trying to make here is you, you, you said something brilliant there about anchors. The problem is when our structure and our routine goes and our anchors are gone, right? Our foundations are gone it's very hard for us to feel good in ourselves. It's very hard for us to feel strong in ourselves. And it's very hard for us to say no to people because we don't feel good in ourselves. So it's very hard to align with who we are. And I feel like that's why that's the most important part of this. And even coming back to like the fitness side of things, people are always trying to, oh, how can I like not put on loads of weight over Christmas or maintain stuff? Again, that's the answer. It's like, if you can have the anchors in place and feel more like yourself more often, then you are going to be stronger to be able to say yes to yourself that much more. So it's it's always just, like you said, understanding yourself. You know you know what feels good, but it's in that moment. It's like, can I have the strength? And even the, like we talked about there with, with the kids, having the strength to say no more often, like if we need to, and be confident in ourselves to do that. But again, it only happens when we, when we, when we feel very, very aligned to ourselves. So I, I, I think that's brilliant. And I actually wrote down a point here that I want to mention from a physical point of view, because we can tell you all this together. But like, 
I put down feelings, focus on feelings over metrics. So think about like, for example, you talked about um, the eat way you're eating, Rachel, or, you know, like even if we, if we tie in a bit of exercise, just getting on the fresh air or doing stuff, how that makes you feel over the Christmas as opposed to, okay, I'm doing this to keep the weight down. I'm looking at the scales every day. Oh, it's gone up a bit. I need to cut back. It's like, no, can we, can we start thinking about our feelings, how we're feeling and how it makes us feel so that we have a positive relationship with it, but it also helps us to stay, um, stay grounded without being overwhelmed, if that makes sense, or being too obsessive about things. So I think that, that was really good. If you can like, just think about them, them few anchors, um, like we always, and I suppose a lot of people that come to us, Rachel, are very like in or out, all or nothing. They're very, very like, and this is a perfect time of the year for people to be nothing. It's like, I'm gone. I'm out of it. I'll start again in January. I've done enough where we always talk about turning that dial down a small bit, shifting gears is just, okay, you may not be like on top of everything, habits-wise, sleep-wise, you might be having more alcohol than usual, but let's not just make that an, an excuse to like just eat chocolate for breakfast, drink alcohol in the morning first thing. So can we just turn that dial down, keep things very simple and just have your few few anchors? Um, if you were to if you were to talk about like specific anchors for you, is there anything our, for your clients, is there anything that you feel, feel is very, very simple but work well? like my whole life is just made up of anchors and genuinely I feel I, I the last while I've just been feeling really really good but it does not happen by accident and just a disclaimer I haven't been exercising very well recently and I'm okay about that you know I it's something that I'm like okay I need to get this in I need to lower my expectations maybe it's a 10 minute walk every day or something like that so it, we're all a work in progress and we're never going to have it perfect and work is busy at the time at this time and I'm delighted but my whole life is a series of anchors and that is is by conscious practice conscious um decisions that I'm making and I completely agree with you Mike if I say to me be present be present or if I was to say to myself be present be present be present that's an absolute recipe for not being present I'm present when I'm feeling connected to myself. And how do I do that? So I actually have a list. I have it like a journal. I'm always journaling, but I have a list. And on that list is things that I can do. So if I listen to The Greatest Showman and I sing my head off and I'm, you know, singing actually makes you feel better. It makes you feel happier. It makes you feel more joyful. Even just using your voice. That's something that I use. I listen to, I meditate most mornings, not every morning, but I meditate most mornings. There are YouTube videos that are mindset videos that I listen to in the morning. I'll avoid looking at the news. I don't watch the news. Um, I, I you know, I find there's a huge amount of news, like things going on in the world. And you, look, we're seeing it all, all the time. If I get completely consumed by that, you know, I was very for example, coming on here tonight, I was very conscious of what I have been doing in the last three hours so that I felt good energy connecting with you. Um, things like having a laugh with my friends. Sometimes I can feel like I've got a line there in the middle, in between my two eyebrows and I can feel that furrowing and I'm like, I need to laugh. I need to go down and I need to watch um, Sam Thompson on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here because every time I watch him, I was cracking up. So what are the things that can bring lightness into your life? We're all we've all gotten way too serious and life is meant to be enjoyed. We're lucky that we live in a safe country. We're lucky that we have money to buy a turkey. We're lucky that we are, are you know, can take time off work to be with our families. And we have forgotten all of that stuff and we've taken things for granted. And there's a part in our brain that I think that we all have got it. You know, it's not a real part, but we tend to think that we need to fill this with stress and worry. And then when we do those things, we fill it with something else that's full of stress and worry. I've actually given up worrying. 
that's something that I've done. And someone said to me recently, oh, well, we're human beings. We're destined to worry. And I was like, that's not true. I don't worry about stuff. Like I shared on Instagram earlier, I have nothing organized for Christmas and we've got two weeks to go. I couldn't care less. I'll take Saturday. I'll head off to Liffey Valley for three hours and the whole thing will be done. So we are making decisions every day that's either living, leading us towards the better version of ourselves or towards something, you know, a life filled with worry, anxiety, being hard on ourselves, being serious, giving out. Like it's just, it's the choice is ours and it it is our happiness is actually our responsibility. And I know that things are happening to people, things outside their control, but we always, always have the choice on how we show up and deal with these things and how we respond. So true, true. I'm just nodding away with everything you're saying. And the whole worry thing as well, I I, I get where people are coming from in, t- in terms of it's a natural thing to be stressed. It's a natural thing to worry. And there it is. Like, to, to a certain degree, it is. But you can take the power back then and how you react to that then. It's like you can leave it. You can just leave the flow. You, you can actually accept it, the, the feelings there. And you can leave it flow by you or you can add to it and add to it and add to it. And what I found recently, and there's actually something as well, Rachel, that I've really got strong on because for me, like being totally honest around Christmas, I used to always get so anxious. As a coach, I feel like it's a very hard time because you're dealing with a lot of clients and then them clients have a lot of stresses around Christmas and then I have my own stresses around Christmas and then you're trying to keep everyone in check but then people are busy and they're going missing. It's like, oh, my head's all over the place. It's like, okay, I, I'm worrying about everything that hasn't even happened yet. So this year, like especially, I'm so happy with how I'm feeling coming into it in terms of like, I've been through Christmases in the last two, three years where I just wasn't happy with it. I wasn't happy with, with how I've come out of it and then anxiety going into the new year. And like like you said there, it's like you can choose you can choose to worry about it or I can actually look back in previous experiences and say to myself, okay, I was worrying about that last year. And then I worried about it and let it ruin some of my Christmas. And then if before I know it, I was just back at the flow in January and February and March. And then it came around again, same thing. Then stress and again and again. So just learning from previous experiences, being aware of the, the constant cycles of worry that never happen. And like it's a great saying of like, if you're constantly worrying about something, you're worrying about it twice before it even happens, you know? So you're, you're worrying about it before it happens. And if it happens, then you're, you have to go through it twice. So it's like, you know, deal with it deal with it as it comes, as opposed to constantly trying to, to worry about it. And it's not to say we can't be a little bit anxious or stuff, but I'm just saying, like you said, we can take that power back a little bit and actually and actually pull away from it. So I think that's that's brilliant. Something I, I wanted to kind of touch on as well, and I think it's crucial, especially from the, the health and fitness point of view for here, is that a lot of people will like an all or nothing mentality is like they'll be coming into Christmas and they'll be they'll be comparing themselves to their best month of the year. So the month where they were on top of everything, they were just on top of their food or on top of their exercise, they were on top of their their mindset, their meditation, everything. And they come into Christmas and then they're like, they feel like, oh well, I'm nowhere near that now, so I'm failing. And then they feel bad about themselves and everything just kind of, they almost like ignore it. I just, just avoid thinking about it until the new year comes. Whereas I always like comparing like for like. So if you can look at this Christmas, for me there now, sharing that, it was, it was brilliant because it's a great example of last Christmas, I was very anxious and stressed about, about business. So I'm comparing myself this Christmas to me last Christmas and, and using that as my metric, okay, of how I've progressed. So if you can look at yourself this year and think about, okay, what are the, the old behaviors that actually kept me, kept me stuck last year? Or actually I came out of Christmas thinking, I don't feel good after that now, even though going into it, you actually thought it was going to be great. If you can actually start to say, well, I've actually got better at that. Even if it's only some of the small things, which we're sharing today, that's progress. And then you can set yourself up in January. Like I want everyone here listening to this podcast. I want you to think in January, I'm so happy with how I actually improved this year. As opposed to that was a perfect person. So that's never gonna that's never gonna happen for any of us. Um so I I think if you can just have that mindset, I think that's that's much, much better than the whole thing of okay, let, let's try to keep everything in check because it's not going to be. Like we said, 
let's turn on the dial and and think about think about drinkers. So, I suppose for, for you, Rachel, what would you say? What would you say your biggest like tips would be for clients going into Christmas period now? And in, in terms of just like I suppose keeping them anchors when things get crazy, right? Because it's one thing having like having have a plan or not even a plan. It's one thing just having these anchors in your head, but like how do you actually kind of bring yourself back to them when when things get messy? Well, I think first of all, it is to just enjoy, you know, enjoy it. It is only for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And um my aunt is always talking about her weight and she'd be on the Wayne scales and off Wayne scales and I'm up a pound and I'm down a pound. And I noticed that I had put on a bit of weight and I started laughing about it. And I said, when I put on a bit of weight, it means that I'm eating and drinking too much and having a great time. Okay. <laughs> and that's my thing. And now I'm kind of like, okay, I need to pull back a little bit because I know that there's a certain body size that I like to be to fit into my clothes and to feel comfortable. I never say, oh, you've done this, you've done that. It's just like, I need to pull back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So allowing yourself, you are probably going to be eating more. I mean, it, it's a very simple science. You know, if you eat more, um, if you consume more calories than what you're actually working off or what your body needs, you are going to put on weight and that's okay. But I think it really does not need to be an all or nothing mentality. So for example, if you know that you've got an even planned where you're going for dinner, you're going for drinks and everything, say to yourself, right, you know what, I'm going to get out for a walk today and I'm going to have a healthy breakfast and a healthy lunch and I'm going to go bananas tonight and have a good night and that's the end of it. And then the next day, get back on track. Because, you know, I mean, the thing about it is, is that if we keep up these routines all of the time, sometimes we can steal our joy. Sometimes we're afraid to go out. We're afraid to have a good time. We're afraid to let our hair down. And oftentimes, Sometimes I love dropping my practices. I love dropping my journaling and I love dropping my meditation and I can feel myself getting anxious or I can feel myself overthinking. I can mm -hmm. feel it coming on me and I'm like, what's wrong? And I'm saying, oh, okay, I've gotten into a bad habit. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to the people in this group, you know, there's always, always room to improve unless you're like, you know, winning gold Olympic medals. There is always a margin for us to improve. But don't take for granted the amazing work that you've done already. Like, so I'm sitting here with you now and I have a bottle. And if you were to say to me, um, you know, tell me about your healthy habits, I probably wouldn't even include the fact that I probably drink around two to two and a half liters of water every day. It's just like brushing my teeth. It's just part of my day. And your clients will have done the same thing if they bring themselves back to the very beginning when they didn't know anything about healthy living or cooking for themselves or getting out even the 10,000 steps or anything like that, they may beat themselves with a stick for not doing two or three of the, the things that they've learned. But if they brought themselves back to before they've started the program, that wasn't even on the radar. So it's again about, you know, how do I want to feel? And that's why a really, really good exercise for everybody is to sit down and say, in January, what do I want to say about my Christmas? Like, Okay, going out for drinks and going out for meals is great, but maybe going for a hike up Brayhead and getting a coffee and, you know, sitting out and looking at the sea, that could be an incredible um, experience. Or going to the cinema with your nieces and nephew and watching the Wonka movie. I highly recommend it. I saw it yesterday. Maybe that could be an incredible um experience so it doesn't all have to be focused on the socializing it can be you know different the amount of times that something that i thought was going to be really really good was okay and then something completely unexpected was actually incredible so just hold on as we were saying like look at the anchors that you've built up look at the the experiences the knowledge the challenges that you've set yourself over the year and i mean 
like it's okay to not be perfect we're not looking for per perfection here and what i would say actually is lower expectations so you're not getting 10,000 steps today how about you go for 6,000 steps or how about yesterday i got 2,000 steps so today i'm going to go for 3,000 steps and why are we doing it we're not doing it to please mike or to fit into that dress well maybe we are <laughs> but we're doing it to feel better as you said mike the energy, the energy lifts, how we're feeling about ourselves, raises how we're interacting with people. We're having a laugh. We're not taking life too seriously because, listen, I mean, we're here, as they say, for a good time, not a long time. So we have to enjoy these. And there are 50 weeks of the year when we can go by the book. So let's just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I could not. could not agree more. There's so so much to take from that and we're, we're going to wrap it up very very shortly guys just want to add a couple of things to that which i thought i thought again just just key the, the big thing you said there that was brilliant was just it it's not going to be perfect and this is again where we come back to the all or nothing mentality like it, our imperfections at times we use them as an as an excuse to 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 derate ourselves it's like well i'm out now because rachel said that i need to get back on track after this after i had this night out i had planned to get back on track after i had this crazy night out but i struggled so i was overeating a little bit maybe i picked a little bit i got takeaway the next day so now i didn't even do that so i'm a failure and then it's like well forget about the whole christmas so if you can actually take a step back and get and ask yourself okay well what's the next logical thing you can do it's like okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna actually get back on track next tomorrow and <laughs> see after so it's like it's again it's again always just catching these behaviors and if that was the one behavior I would say for people this Christmas, it's can you actually start to bring your awareness to your to your sabotaging, this constant sabotaging, sabotaging um, when you're not perfect. OK, because every single one of us, including me and Rachel, are going to have moments this Christmas where we're going to feel blah and we're going to feel, oh, God, we're, we're going to feel disconnected with ourselves. But it's so true what you said, Rachel. Sometimes disconnection from ourselves is exactly what we need because it it shows us that, well, I actually felt way better when I was doing these things. So a little break from it's a good thing because it just helps me get back to that after and feel a little bit happy. I love when people say to me, it's like, oh, I was actually really happy with like getting back to routine or getting back on track with things. So if you can if you can think of it that way, I think that that's a great way to do it. Um, just last thing I want to say in this, so many clients that, like over the last couple of weeks have been absolutely flying out in the group, right? And this is a very hard thing sometimes because when you go into a period of Christmas where you're flying and you're at, you're, you're, you're getting great results, it's like I, we have to set the expectations for him to slow down and be okay with not losing weight or making physical progress throughout Christmas. And I said it to a lot of clients even today, I was just like, this is a really important month for you because you need to be okay with not checking the scales every day. You need to be okay with not seeing physical progress. You need to be okay with just a little sense of control and, and even just flexibility with things and feeling okay with that and understanding that's all part of the journey. So for anyone listening here, I want you to think about it, especially if you feel like you've made some great progress. And instead of feeling anxious about not making progress in December, think about stabilizing. Just think about that stabilization phase we always talk about in our program. It's like, think about the habits, anchors, that are going to stabilize you, put you in a better position than you otherwise would be in January, so that you can then kick on from there. Right. I think that's pretty good, Rachel. Um, and just actually have something that came in the chat here from um, daughter Rachel. So... That's all I want uh, this Christmas is to be really present. The stress of keeping up with others, I've realized it doesn't matter, really matter about the materialistic things. Yeah, Rachel, that's, again, a great a great takeaway. And I think if anyone takes that one away from, from the podcast, they're doing really well because that added stress certainly isn't isn't what we want. And also it probably doesn't align with, with a lot of the stuff we, we want, to, want, want to actually represent either. Um, and I always feel, just the last point I will make, because Rachel, you said it as well, it's like, if you're doing things, if you're doing things that don't feel aligned with yourself, like that's when things start to unravel. Like that's when the weight starts to come on. That's when you actually start to turn to like negative behaviors to make yourself feel better. So if you can actually look at like 
all the stuff we're doing at the moment as, as an alignment with yourself, for example, going over them walks and, and doing your meditations, whatever, that's actually going to keep you from putting on weight anyway. So you have to think about the weight because you're you're not going to be turning to negative behaviors in order to, to pick yourself back up. So, okay, Rachel, anything to finish up with? Are you happy with that? Yeah, I suppose one tiny little takeaway, it's like, you know, a, a snowball rolling a snowball down a hill that it's going to gain momentum, whether it's positive behavior or negative behavior towards yourself. And I guess something that everybody can take away, and I use this all of the time, it's like instead of saying I need to stop staying in bed late or I need to stop drinking cans of Coke or I need to stop um, spending time on social media, it's what can I add into my life? So I'm really craving something to eat. Could I have a piece of fruit first and then I'll have the bar of chocolate afterwards if I'm still hungry? Could I have a glass of water in between having another glass of wine? Um, could I get to bed and read my book rather than looking at my phone? So could we? Add, what could we add in that's going to make us feel better? And this works really well for me because I guess if I was on a night out, the next day it would always be bad food. So the next day, what I try to do now is, is flood myself with like healthy smoothie, the regular breakfast. So even if you don't feel brilliant, you're kind of, again, in the safety net of your habits. And it just helps you feel better. And it's like, again, build momentum. Okay, well, I've had a decent breakfast and I've had a decent lunch. I'm going to make my lunch so that I have it ready for work tomorrow. It's just building that momentum and reminding yourself of the person that you are now. Because oftentimes we can go back to the person that we were before we had the habits who would make the poor choices. So it's, again, reminding us of who we are by getting back on track. So ask yourself, what is it that I can add in order to make myself feel better? Brilliant. I love that. Adding in as opposed to just taking things away. Amazing. What a great way to finish off the podcast. So guys, thank you all for listening and uh, for anyone that has. Um, we would greatly appreciate if anyone was um, sharing the podcast or even rating it on um, Spotify or we're on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, share it around because it would be great to, I suppose, just, just kind of build this up a small bit. If you want to find Rachel on Instagram, it's Embrace Life Coaching. Rachel, yeah? Yeah. Yes, and if you that's want to it. Find- Perfect. And if you want to find me, it's at Coach Mike Finnegan on Instagram as well. And um, we put out a lot of similar stuff to this. And um, just for next week, guys, we're actually going to have another episode um, with Martina, our other coach on um, the team as well. And we're going to be talking a little bit about next year. We're going to be talking a little bit about reviewing the year that's just gone and actually planning a little bit ahead for next year as well. So if you want to tune in next week, that would be fantastic as well. So Rachel, thanks a million for joining us. A really, really great podcast. Other Rachel, thanks for joining on live as well. Great to see you here. And guys, we will talk to you in the next one.